0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, architect, urban designer, Alan Pullman, as we continue our 25th anniversary year.
1: Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host,
0: Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is the distinguished architect, urban designer, Alan Pullman. Alan, welcome to our show.
2: Well, It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely. You are the founder and senior principal of Studio 111, a very creative shop here in town. Tell us about the work of Studio 111.
2: Well, we started Studio 111 in the year 2000, established it in downtown Long Beach, and we're an architect and urban design practice working here in town and really throughout the Southern California area our focus is on urban revitalization projects so that's everything from adding new infill housing and um, office uh, commercial projects to planning for a more livable city.
0: And Long Beach is a city on the move now a lot of we're building a new civic center a lot of good things are happening in Long Beach so it's a good time to be in Long Beach uh, in your field.
2: It really is. It's an exciting laboratory for a lot of urban progressive thinking. What we're doing, creating more livable streets. Um, I mean, there's a real worldwide trend to making cities more livable, more sustainable, more equitable. But Long Beach is really at the forefront of some interesting ideas, including bicycling. I know
0: that we're, we're a leading city in bicycle lanes and uh, uh, integrating neighborhoods uh, into the life of the community. Uh, one of the projects that Alan and his team at Studio 111 are most famous for, I think, is the redesign of the Long Beach Airport. Everyone loves Long Beach Airport, and we've brought a couple of renderings for those that haven't been there. Uh, this uh, shows what?
2: Uh, that is the sort of dining area outside 4th Street Vine, which is one of the restaurant and retailers that are within the Long Beach Airport. and. What's great about the airport is it's this open-air, great uh, Southern California experience, and that restaurant actually opens out into the central courtyard of the space.
0: It's amazing. You have fire pits in the airport.
2: Now, here's another shot of the airport. Right, and that's the Marche, which is the food area. There's very few airports that have fire pits, I would say. I would say. And uh, it,
0: it so represents Long Beach and the fact that you've used local restaurants and uh uh, with local pricing, I might add for the food. Uh, I'm told that some people, when they deplane, actually stay in the airport for a while. Everyone usually just races, get their bags, get the hell out of there. But people like it so much they hang, they hang
2: out. It's a great gateway to the city, I think. Yeah. And finally,
0: this one of uh, folks enjoying food at a counter at McKenna's. Oh, this is McKenna's. Well, now it's uh, uh, It's m- the Boathouse. Now it's at the, the Boathouse. Yeah. Change yeah. names. So. Restaurants come and go, but the airport. <laughs> anyway, um, another uh, project uh, that we see evidencing your handiwork around town are parklets. Did, did you guys come up with a
2: design for parklets? Tell us what they are. So parklets are are taking a piece of the street, whether it's a parking lot, parking space, or another part of the street, and making it, Um, really for people rather than just for cars so we might take a parking space or two relocate those parking spaces so we don't lose parking but then extend the sidewalk to create outdoor dining opportunities
0: and that gives the city a sense of livability
2: and community that uh, otherwise would be lacking absolutely it's great for the tenants that use the parklets it slows down traffic which makes streets more bikeable more walkable
0: and the restaurants have to pay uh, a bit extra because they're getting all this square footage, uh, but it's still a lot less than they're probably paying in rent for the closed space uh, of the restaurant itself.
2: It's a great economic benefit to the restaurants. They pay for building out the parklet, and then they pay a, a permit fee.
0: Oh, they, they pay for the cost of the parklet, and then they pay a fee to the city. So it, it's a win-win-win for, for everybody. Absolutely. Well, in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, the revived, revised uh, City Place. Now, this was a uh, part of the city where, where two shopping centers were built, and they were both failures. And uh, uh, a lot of folks didn't think they were particularly attractive either. But uh, give us a little history about, uh, about City
2: Place. Well, City Place is six blocks within the downtown core, and it was originally just part of the city, filled with a lot of buildings that serviced uh, the downtown area. And I think it was in the 60s or 70s, the idea of building a suburban mall came up, and it was torn down. The six blocks were torn down, and a large scale suburban type mall was built. And you mentioned to me that the trigger for this, or you said, well,
0: why would Long Beach build a a shopping mall in the middle of of downtown and this is back in the 60s and 70s as well uh, lakewood built a mall and it was
2: very successful so maybe
0: we should have a mall too
2: it was a way of fighting the suburbs by bringing some of the suburbs into the city yeah
0: and ironically well it's a long story but uh, uh originally i'm told that some of those shops wanted to be in long beach but uh, uh, some of the powers that be in Long Beach uh, didn't want the competition. And Lakewood, what's now Lakewood, was unincorporated land for LA County. And so they created a city and built themselves a nice mall there that still generates quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the next segment we'll take a look at some of the renderings for uh, uh, Allen's firm's proposed redesign of City Place and other projects they're working on. Stay with us. i We're back continuing this remarkable conversation with Alan Pullman, principal of uh, Studio 111. And we were talking about the new, revised, revived City Place. And what was your thinking, or the developers' thinking, uh, on what you're doing?
2: Well, it started with us looking for a new office space for our staff. We, we, our firm has about 40 to 100 people, depends, but right now we're about 100 people. Um, in downtown Long Beach, and we were looking for a new space for office. You had been in the Landmark building. We were in Landmark Square, exactly. Okay. And you wanted to move for a variety of reasons and... Right. We were looking for something engaging in the community and we thought it would be great to be in an old supermarket or other kind of store that was vacant. That would be a really creative space for an architecture firm to be. Sure. And so we saw the former Nordstrom's Racket City Place vacant. And we called up the developer and said, we have an idea about moving offices into that space
0: an architect a creative architect firm moving into what used to be a retail space
2: yeah we thought that would be
0: an interesting story yes and it's turning out to be and so you did that and uh, one thing led to another and the developer of those square blocks has asked you to help in uh,
2: in the redesign exactly and we're really looking at rethinking all six blocks of that particular project starting on the block that our office is in and then moving north uh, towards 6th Street. Okay, we have a couple of renderings here, and tell us what we're looking at here. So this is a view of 3rd Street and the Promenade where it jogs and goes up to City Place where the current Farmers Market is is located. And we're looking at really creating a very active, creative street that combines not just retail and restaurants, but office, activities, um, outdoor spaces. An eclectic for... use of the space. Exactly. And then this one here. So this is along 3rd Street where we have a dedicated bike lane and then we skinning these buildings so they are really brought back into the fabric of the city res- versus being a separate standalone shopping center.
0: You know it's ironic because this all, uh, this space started as part of downtown Long Beach and downtown Long Beach used to be very vibrant shopping-wise and otherwise Buffins was there and whatever and then it, it saw a lean days, and that first shopping center went in, uh, one of the ugliest shopping centers I think in America and that failed and then a replacement went in and that didn't work out and now uh, as I understand it, the developer and yourself, the idea is to make it look eclectic like it was just regular city streets.
2: Back to the future.
0: Back to the future. So you come full circle to the way it was before these massive redevelopment projects were built and did not succeed.
2: Well, I think our thinking about what makes a city has evolved, and we're going back to some traditional ideas of city making that have been successful for hundreds of years, and now we're looking at those again. And and what are some of the principles that we're going back to? Um, a mix of uses is critical, that we have residential, we have working, we have shopping, all mixed together in sometimes the same block, sometimes the same building, small block sizes so that there's a pedestrian kind of orientation to the buildings, activation of the streets, minimizing the amount of parking we put in there, and creating public spaces for gathering. And I think the new, prop- the new civic center, which is actually under construction, reflects those values.
0: Uh, just one man's opinion. I always thought that the city hall was massively ugly and uh, I'm told not the best functioning building and so that's going down and uh, there'll be a common area for people to gather uh, in the new Civic Center.
2: Right we've revived uh, Lincoln Park and new buildings that are really going to probably function a lot better how we want to use cities now versus the thinking we had in the 60s and 70s.
0: And I uh, I would think that the uh, new Civic Center will trigger substantial private investment in the adjacent blocks surrounding that and uh, you're within a few blocks of the new civic center so that should help you and the fact that your firm has moved in to what used to be uh, a Nordstrom's uh, gives credibility to, to that whole project that a, a major architectural firm is is planting their feet there.
2: Yeah, well I mean the downtown's been sort of in a renaissance for a couple of years as we come into this economic cycle and we see a lot of really great things that are encouraging that renaissance and revitalization to continue.
0: And the city is known for its diversity and the mayor stresses this uh, on on many occasions and uh, uh, architecture should reflect that diversity.
2: Absolutely, it should be a reflection of the city and uh, can't really be monotonous in any way. Cities have to be exciting, they have to be places that you want to live, work, and play, and be interesting to people, and a diverse range of people.
0: And we both, co- well I come from New York, I think you do also. I do too. You do, so, yeah. and we're used to that diversity, and when you when you think of New York City, for those of you who have visited, you think of energy. A lot of folks doing things, everyone's in a hurry, and uh, traffic, and. Uh, but but there's an injection of excitement when you get off the plane and you hear the horns honking and and you know you're there. And uh, uh, I think Long Beach is creating some of that energy and excitement in, in its downtown.
2: Right. Well, and we're never going to be Manhattan. We don't want to be Manhattan. No. But we're going to have the kind of energy that makes a great downtown.
0: Yeah. Uh, speak to a couple of the other projects. Uh, You've you brought this brochure, which we don't have time to go through, but... Uh, some of the really creative projects that you've been involved with
2: well you know most of our work is in southern california but the stuff that we've done in long beach that people might know besides the airport um, we remodeled the ronald mcdonald house um, which is near long beach uh, memorial hospital we created a school for homeless children at uh, children today eco house we worked with the C- long beach conservation corps for their new environmental education center in signal hill we worked on the Uh, YMCA, uh, Lakewood YMCA on Carson Street, which is a really beautiful new facility that I know is getting uh, a lot of attention. People love Mm -hmm. that. Uh, We talked about parklets as well. Um, We've done a lot of building rehabilitation. uh, Fourth and Linden and 420 where the fingerprints is and Berlin Cafe. And that whole area, we're redeveloping blocks around there. So we sort of have our fingerprints in a a lot of the city. You've really put your imprint
0: on on our city and uh, it must be very satisfying to uh, to see a, a project go up that uh, your shop has designed and, and, and people using it and using it in the way you had anticipated and, and getting pleasure out of it
2: and well yeah I mean the best thing is when you see people enjoying the spaces that you think about and design and you see how it functions to create a, a better city
0: yeah. when you design a project do you also look at upkeep costs and this whole concept of life cycle uh, some architects design Taj Mahal's but they don't think of the cost of maintaining the Taj Mahal.
2: I think we do think about the overall outcome. We're not just trying to design a building, take a picture and walk away. We want to see how it functions, yeah. how it's being able to be maintained, how mm-hmm. people are living there. We do a lot of affordable housing in the city too.
0: So just going back to the airport for a second it must be very satisfied to see how the community and travelers have embraced Long Beach Airport, I think, is voted the, the most favorite airport in the in the country. Uh, people love it. Yeah, as it should be. It's a great airport, and I give a lot of credit to the city for the vision of that. Okay. okay, we'll be back with the last segment, and we call it the up close and personal segment. Get to know our guests a little better after these messages.
1: Bigger, better, faster. The 43rd Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach returns April 7th through the 9th. Six exciting racing series including Indy Cars, sports cars, historic Can-Am, Super Stadium trucks and drifting under the lights. And two great concerts, Saturday Night Kings of Chaos featuring Billy Idol, Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top and Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. And Fiesta Friday with Moronato, All free with your admission ticket. America's number one street race gets even better. Charter Our Community, along with our partners at Rebuilding Together, have helped more than 11-hundred homeowners in the communities Charter serves, and we're helping more every day. Everything is fantastic, I can't believe it. At Charter, we're committed to improving the places people call home and ensuring that families live in safe and suitable housing. It's just a big blessing for me, couldn't do it by myself. Visit charterourcommunity.com for helpful home safety tips or for information on how you can get involved.
0: We're back, and now we'd like to get up close and personal with our guest, Alan Pullman. Uh, Alan uh, uh, holds a position as board member of the Long Beach Conservation Corps. He's an advisor to the Fourth Street Merchants Association, and he is a partner in the East Village Associates, so, and you're a native of New York, as you said. So you're very much involved in the fabric of, of the city, but uh, talk to us about the the creativity, I, I love to be inside your mind for a day, and uh, where do these ideas come? Uh, do, do they incubate and then pop out, or uh, how, how does this creative process work being an architect?
2: Well, and, you know, I'd love to say they're all my ideas, but they're not. We have an amazingly talented staff. But we look at the problems, look at the issues, do an assessment of what needs to happen. It's a whole process. And and the creative process is hard to explain sometimes, but it's looking at precedents, it's looking at history, and synthesizing a lot of different ideas to come up with a solution.
0: There's a bad joke that I'm told, but I'd like to share, about the. uh... Doctors bury their mistakes, lawyers visit them in prison, and architects look at them for 40 years. Uh,
2: (laughs) Have you had to look at anything for 40 years that you weren't proud of? Nothing I would tell you about (laughs) on TV. Uh, Sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to, but um, I'm lucky that I think we've had more successes than misfires.
0: Clearly, clearly. Uh, And it must be
2: gratifying
0: to see something that that you and your firm have designed or any architect firm for that matter go up you actually see it you can feel it you can touch it you can use it and uh, I'm an an attorney did not practice for that long and wound up teaching for 40 years at Long Beach State but attorneys uh, move a lot of paper around And perhaps don't get the same satisfaction in seeing something, although I'm sure those that are practicing get satisfactions in other ways, but there's a tangible gratification in seeing something that you design actually go up.
2: There is. I mean, I feel like I'm lucky to have a profession where we can actually see those kind of improvements right before our eyes. Did you know as a kid, mommy, daddy, I want
0: to be an architect?
2: No, I didn't. But I was one of those kind of kids that's always drawing something, always tinkering with something, playing with my Legos. It sort of led to one one thing led to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you see for the future for Alan Pullman and your firm? Well, I mean, the future right now is very bright. We're busy doing some really interesting work. We're expanding the scope of our work, not just to do the more traditional sort of practice and commissions of building buildings with clients, but we're looking at things like action planning in terms of climate change, doing uh, community um, participatory design projects. We're looking at, again, how cities are moving to become uh, more livable and more sustainable yeah sustainability has become a
0: watchword in so many fields, so speak to that for a second because buildings now are being uh, designed and built to uh, minimize electrical use to take advantage of solar and to to sustain and
2: sustainability right I think it 's kind of fundamental to how we think about our entire built environment to make it a more a greener, more sustainable um, approach. And this has been a major shift over the last 10 years, I believe. It used to be the fringe,
0: but really it's mainstream now. It's mainstream now. And uh, a LEED certification means a lot to a building and perhaps uh, increases its attractiveness to tenants, and tenants look for, for that in choosing their headquarters.
2: Absolutely. It's a requirement
0: Yeah, to have that. Yeah. And climate change, you mentioned, how does that impact your field?
2: Well, it's big in how we think about building cities. It's, it's important in how we think about transportation, how we grow our cities. Um, it's a worldwide issue, and globally, it's something that a lot of cities around the world are looking at. No, And it's really important in California, too. It's, it's really fundamental of a lot of state legislation.
0: And one would think that there's a real advantage to having a critical mass of expertise in a whole variety of fields in the center core of a city. I've, After the war, World War II, there was an expansion to the suburbs, people wanted their quarter acre, Levittown, Lefrak City, Lakewood, uh, and and people just wanted that peace and quiet. And now there seems to be a movement back towards center cities and a redevelopment of center cities uh, with lower transportation costs or uh, uh, if you don't have to have a car that's a huge expense that's eliminated or if you're near public transit, as uh, downtown Long Beach is, many advantages.
2: Yeah, there are advantages. And for some people and some groups, that's really where they want to go. And it's probably how we're going to increase the density of our cities. It's going to be in the downtown areas. We have a minute left in this segment. Your vision for the future of Long Beach. What do you think is going to happen here in Long Beach? I think it's, well, I think a lot of Long Beach is going to continue to be the great neighborhoods that make this city so unique and so livable. I think the downtown will continue to expand and and grow and really be a dominant sort of focus uh, for the city. And I'd like to see, you know, again, more opportunities for people uh, to build the city in a more livable way throughout the entire city so we bring some equity to both central Long Beach and north Long Beach as well.
0: Well said. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have the likes of Alan Pullman and his Studio 111 colleagues uh, here in town with their creative contribution to our community. So we thank you for that, uh, Alan, and
2: wish you continued success. Well, thank you. Anytime you want to talk about the city, Long Beach, architecture, urbanism, I'm happy to come back.
0: What one principle would you like to leave our, our audience with about life or architecture or Long Beach?
2: Um, I think that we have to embrace some level of change and innovation. Uh, I think Long Beach has a great chance to be a global capital in certain ways and I'd love to see us fulfill that potential.
0: Well said. Well thank you so much for joining us here at Straight Talk. Thank you. And thank you at home for being our guest. Please join us next week for the next edition of our show. Good night everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.
1: The 43rd Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach returns April 7th through the 9th. Six exciting racing series, including IndyCars, sports cars, historic Can Am, Super Stadium trucks, and drifting under the lights. And two great concerts Saturday night, Kings of Chaos, featuring Billy Idol, Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, and Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. And Fiesta Friday with Moderato. All free with your admission ticket. America's number one street race gets even better.